Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while you're waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. This is a special series, a field guide for Christian leaders. We're reaching back over 1,500 years to bring you a leadership classic from St. Gregory the Great, a week-by-week look at timeless wisdom from the past. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Book 1, Chapter 2, Align Your Life with Scripture. You might be thinking, I'm not sure if this is for me. I'm a Christian leader, but I have a day job and I'm no preacher. Well, St. Gregory has a unique perspective because he dealt with people at all levels of society. He was a leader with the day job, too. And while he frames his idea in terms of church leaders, he wouldn't limit it to that group. He's writing to everyone who has some level of responsibility and authority over others. There's no lexeme of the day this time, but I'd like you to pay attention to this. He uses scripture in ways that, well, wouldn't be acceptable in any contemporary Bible college or seminary. He draws connections in ways that are, frankly, foreign to our way of thinking. At first, I found him annoying, but then I realized that he had a deep desire to hear from God. Remember, most of the scripture that he quotes, he's drawing from memory. There were no chapter and verse divisions, no concordance, no Bible search software. He's doing what we rarely do. He's allowing the Holy Spirit to lead him in his thinking. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. While St. Gregory's approach worked for him in the early Middle Ages, I'm not suggesting that you adopt it as your own style of using scripture. That won't work. I'm just suggesting that we should put on our own humility goggles and learn from him, even if we don't think like him. So let's hear what Gregory has to say in The Field Guide for Christian Leaders. No one should be a shepherd of God's people who has earned credentials through study but has not put it into practice in their own lives. There are people who know how to dig deeply into scripture, who know God's word well, but have not put those things into practice in their lives. Remember this. There's a difference between learning things with the mind and learning things with the heart. What these people do, often by force of habit, is completely in conflict with scripture that they teach. But they don't see the contradiction. It's as though they're walking in perilous places without seeing that the sheep who follow them are falling off the edge of the cliff. They tempt God's judgment, and others are falling into the same peril that they tempt them to. This is why the Lord holds the shepherds accountable for the sheep, and he makes the charge that, Isn't it enough for you that you feed on good pasture? Must you trample the rest of the pasture with your feet? Isn't it enough that you drink clear water? Must you muddy the rest with your feet? Yet my flock has to feed on what you have trampled and drink what your feet have muddied. That's Ezekiel 34, 18 and 19. There are plenty of shepherds who get the best out of the word of God. They eat from the green pasture and drink the pure water. But, what do, but it doesn't benefit them or anyone else. They corrupt the word of God through evil living. 
And when the sheep drink the water that the shepherds have fouled, it means that they do not benefit from the word they hear, but are influenced by the actions that they see and imitate. They may thirst for the truth, but the fountain is polluted by the bad example. People follow what they see lived out before them. God uses this, Hosea says, in judgment. Shepherds who do evil will lead to the downfall of themselves and the unfaithful people who follow them. No one does more damage to the reputation of Christ and his church than one who holds an office of authority and the expectation of godly living, but despite that chooses to live and act corruptly. When he sins, no one holds him accountable out of respect for his position, and people learn that by example. In fact, because of his role as a pastor or elder or whatever, people assume that he is an example of holiness. These are exactly what Jesus had in mind when he said, whoever causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Matthew 18, verse 6. Think of the millstone as our example of unholy living and the depths of the sea as our condemnation. This should call each of us to repentance. If we've been entrusted with a level of spiritual authority, we would be better off to be destroyed by our own actions in the earthly sphere, and let that serve as a warning to turn others from their sin and back to God. But if our actions lead others to their destruction, then for the unfaithful shepherd the pains of hell will be even more severe. And now, it's time to stand before the Mirror of Truth. There it is, Book 1, Chapter 2. Now the temptation is to sum up this chapter with a flippant, practice what you preach. But there's more to it than that. He points out that there are eternal consequences to our actions. So look in the mirror of truth. If you think this only applies to preachers and religious leaders, be afraid. Be very afraid. There is no dodging the example we set and excuse by saying it's only business. And if you are a preacher, an elder, a church leader of any sort, well, you be afraid too. Have any of us really thought it would be better to fall under God's judgment right now rather than to let our example drag others into sin? Hold up that mirror of truth for your own heart and ponder. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. The paraphrase of St. Gregory's work, along with supporting content, was developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson. As always, our sound engineer is Brick Martin. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. And the closing music is from Javier Cugat, Brazil. Great Ridge Station is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Stay with us on this. We're eagerly awaiting your next visit to Great Ridge Station.